Welcome to One Size Does Not Fit All with Well Life Tribe. We're sponsored by Renourish. Renourish are delicious grab-and-go fresh soups in a pioneering, heatable, fully recyclable bottle. Renourish soups are plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free, and packed with vitamins. Find them in all Waitrose stores. Hi, and welcome to the podcast, One Size Does Not Fit All, with me, Liberty, and obviously I'm joined by my lovely cat. Hi, cat. Hi, Liberty. How are you? We missed um, last week. I've had just the worst week. <laughs> I'm actually embarrassed. <laughs> How much shite I seem to attract. Is it me? No, I think everybody's got stuff going on, quite honestly. It's dark days. Um, <sighs> and I think, you know, bless your poor dad and all. Sending him lots of love. Thank um, you. And he's okay now, though, isn't he? Yeah, he tripped over his walking boots and uh, did a swan dive down the stairs at his flats and um, left half his forehead and his eyebrow on the floor. So um, he's 74 on Saturday, bless him. Um, He's pretty tough, but I ended up looking after him and I was also homeschooling my nine-year-old daughter. So um, it was just a bit dramatic. And then my 12-year-old son got a concussion fell backwards off his chair at school and I was just like what the heck is going on God. um I get embarrassed all the times when I have to say cat actually um I feel like god when I was younger we used to know someone and all this dramatic stuff used to happen to her and I remember my friend saying I think it I think she just she just sort of attracts it from the universe and now I'm like oh my god I'm her people were like stay away from her you might get bad luck at school and stuff and I'm like oh I'm her I think some people I don't know I don't know how it happens I mean we could all say that to be honest you know I've got rich here he's got a really bad back and I feel really not sympathetic because he keeps getting a bad back and, and then we just go through the same circle all over again um so I have referred him to someone's day. Um, but also my, my daughter's home, she's got shingles, you know, like, so I don't know, she's nine, you know, anyway, we've traced it back. She actually had, when she, when she was born, um, Max, my eldest had chicken pox. So when she came out, she was three weeks old with chicken pox and basically she didn't get it properly. So uh, yeah. it's in her blood again, but it won't come back as chickenpox. It's come back as shingles. Yeah, oh. it's horrible. And she was so exhausted. And I was like, why is everybody, what's wrong with everybody? So I think everybody just gets oh, all of this stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's, she'll really appreciate me talking about that on here. <laughs> no, it's all I'm telling everybody. Um, no, I'm telling for the good, the greater good of the fact that she's just... Bless her. I mean, she's, she's so good. She never normally gets, she's not a sickly person. Do you know what I mean? So she's, uh, she's tough. Yeah. yeah. And she's just like, but, um, but secretly I've actually enjoyed having her home. She's really good company. Oh my gosh. I know. It is really lovely to get just that little bit of one-to-one and not the typical time that you get with them sort of in the car or I, I was homeschooling Maggie for two weeks. Her school's really tiny, only 30 kids. So when one goes down, they're a bubble of the entire school. So someone tested positive and they sent them all home. And I've been teaching, <laughs> I've been doing teams and stuff with her at home, which <laughs> I know how much on top of that. everything else, teams, <laughs> what the hell? Mummy, mummy. Mummy, 
I've signed out. Can you sign me back in? Mommy, can you print this? Mommy, can you do it? I'm like, oh my God, I'm trying to watch Netflix. So I was like, really oh my rad. God, I watched The Octopus Teacher. Have you seen it? It's so That makes me so emotional. <laughs> I, I, I just I like it's really weird. It. It's really weird that he had a relationship with an octopus. I was like, it's not like that. It's not sexual. It's just the love. I did. I I do get what he's because at one point I was like, hold on, is this is he in love with her? Like, does, does his wife know about the octopus? He was with that octopus more than his wife. That is for sure. Defo. But just the 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 the, the backdrop, the underwater scenery. I was just like. <gasps> He was really rough, that octopus, though. She was so oh, I was really emotional in that film, actually. I cried. My, Richard, my, my all money could say, I was like, she just cuddled him and he's really hairy. I was like, oh, I <laughs> just love him. How did she suck her onto his chest wig? It was just <laughs> so, so brilliant. So I'm going to bring this up because, like, today on the news, the BBC have banned the word fisherman because it's sexist. Thoughts? <laughs> Is that weird? Apparently there's only 2% of women who do the same job. Do we think it's a good thing? What do we think? So 2% of women are fishermen, people? Apparently. Don't quote me on that. I just got that from the news. But look. So, they don't, so they're calling them fisher people. Fisher people. What? <laughs> <laughs> rewrite all the books now that's ridiculous isn't it yeah i think it's ridiculous how are we offended as women do we need to change these words what 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 for them uh i just think it's nonsense i think there is i think how far are you gonna go just change the right things first you don't need to change fishermen first do we they could come but i mean you know what would you say instead of amen uh, a people, a, a people, to the power people. of the a people. <laughs> a people. Another bit of news I'm going to share with you also is I have become a Wrexham FC supporter. Have you had the oh. news? Brian Reynolds yeah. owns Wrexham FC. Now I support football. I don't even know. <laughs> but I will go to football to watch a movie star. Do you want to come? Ryan Reynolds has bought Wrexham Football Club. Yes, him and another actor have bought Wrexham Football Club um, and just taken on this club, which hasn't been doing very well. I mean, it's like a Hollywood movie itself, isn't it, really? Um, oh, my God. That's quite, how far... I mean, that's how... brought Wrexham to the table, doesn't it? Yeah. How far away is it? <laughs> is it near Newcastle? It is. <laughs> is it near Wales? Wales. I don't know where um, it is. That is so good. Um, I had a massive argument with my brother because I was like saying, oh God, he's so gorgeous. And he was like, no, he is not. His eyes are too close together. He has to like, he has got no peripheral vision. You've got really bad taste. I was like, Jesus, chill out. I absolutely love him. And he's got a really good sense of humor. I'll come with you if you need to go to any. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do a work trip. Can we get two free tickets? Thanks. <laughs> Another really cool thing I saw in the news is that Marcus Rashford has um, started with Macmillan Books. He started a, a reading initiative now for kids who may or may not have access to books to provide escape, the escapism that books provide for kids, which 
I just, I just, there's nothing bad to say about that. I absolutely adore it. I just think, yeah, that's fantastic. That's beautiful news, isn't it? Yeah, he's amazing, um, though, isn't he? I think he's really, yeah. really show. I mean, he's fantastic. I love yeah. what he does. So, talking of amazing people, I believe we have somebody amazing as our guest today. Of course, we do. We've got the lovely Mills Gray with us today. Mills is a leadership and life coach, a VP for a health and wellness brand. And she also has time to own her own travel company. Um, she's also got kids and she's also super glamorous, which I can see. Hi, Mills. How do you find the time? I don't know. I've just come from a run. I literally put some dry shampoo oh. on. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't tell me that. <laughs> but thanks. I'll take that. <laughs> I feel like looking at the two of you with really good hair. I've just come out of the gym and my hair goes really curly at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like down, down here. <laughs> I was actually going to message you and ask, does this go out as a video? Because I was like, I don't know if I can. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, we're all good. Some, some people come on and they look really glamorous and they're about to ask the question, but then they see us and go, clearly it's not a video because those two have got their pajamas on and uh, look at their hair. <laughs> My old no. flatmate always used to say I had a good face for radio and I, I never no. got it. I never understood it and then I told someone else and they were like, they're saying you're ugly. It's like, oh, <gasps> oh thanks. You're definitely not ugly, Mills. Oh, no. <laughs> um, well, Mills, do you want to just tell us what you do because um, what you do is part of your leadership role? Yes, so... Um, I know I never know where to start because I am slightly, I to say I have a portfolio of income streams, but in real life language, I just, I suppose I never wanted to just commit to one thing. And so I started um, a business, uh, which is a painting holiday company um, in Portugal. My dad moved to Portugal years and years and years ago. And um, I just had my first daughter and he said, do you want to do something with me? And, um, and so we kind of, we, we birthed Art in the Algarve, which is what it's called. And um, that was my kind of bread and butter. But then I also wanted to look at other things. And I dipped my toe in a few online um, marketplaces. I actually sold a business, which honestly, I never thought I would ever be able to do. Um, it was one of those scenarios where we were having like all these words that I didn't even know, like they were auditing the business. I was like, what, this, what even does that mean? <laughs> So it, was up. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it was like I was like a swan you know like at the top I was like mm-hmm, underneath <laughs> scrabbling around with my paws but no the swans don't have paws <laughs> um, and um, and then a friend of mine approached me about doing a health and wellness business which um, I actually thought she'd gone mad because I kind of slept in my makeup I didn't have any idea on nutrition and I, and I actually thought she wanted me to become a beautician. That's how I kind of understood it. So I kind of ignored her for about a year saying, no, 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 no. But then I kept seeing her on Facebook, kind of like standing up on stage and doing all these cool stuff. She's gone to Vegas. And I was like, what are you doing? And, um, and so we met up and I started my online business, which is with a brand called Arbon. And um, I've been doing that for about five, nearly six years now. And uh, I've reached the vice president stage. Sounds super American. It is. It's an American brand. Um, it just means I've helped lots of women to start and grow an online business. And, um, and then a few years ago, I decided to retrain as a nutritional health coach and life coach. Um, and that was really because I took quite a lot of interest in the nutrition. So 
someone that had slept in their makeup and didn't understand anything about that kind of world, I was, I'd done a real transformation and, um, and I was really interested in it. And actually I trained as a nutritional coach, but most of my clients that I speak to are, they don't, they're not really interested in the nutrition side. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. Cause I was like, that's what, where I thought everyone wanted the help. But actually what I think people know roughly more or less what is good for them or what they should and shouldn't eat. Yeah. But there's a reason why they continue to get triggered by something and then go and eat a pack of biscuits or so I looked more on the kind of life side of it and the psychology side of it and that just evolved into me doing leadership and lifestyle and and I say leadership because I work with lots of women who have maybe started a business and it's looking at the things that are blocking them from being successful they've got all the strategies they kind of know what they should be doing but something's stopping them and I always believe the thing that's stopping them is their kind of inner work they don't believe in themselves or um they you know get they, they procrastinate or they have self-limiting beliefs or they think they're shit, you know, like all these things is what's stopping them from being successful. So that's where I kind of try and help. So that's kind of in a nutshell. And then I'm a mum. I completely forgot to tell you that I was a mum. I'm so glad you brought it up. I always leave them out and I always feel really bad. And I remember someone once saying, you never mentioned the fact that you're a mum first. And I was like, oh, and then you get that mum guilt and you're like, God, why, why do I not do that? And then, you know, uh, Thankfully, you brought it up. So yes, I'm a mum of, <laughs> of, of two. Mum of two, two girls. Only because I've been Insta stalking you. Oh, have you? Yeah. yeah. Right, like, I love oh, a stalker. And <laughs> life looks so nice. And um, yeah, it's just a show like, reel. It's just oh, a show no. reel. But you, because, but you travel. Well, I do. You used to travel, travel and stuff, and you all. I mean, it's 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 a your instagram's lovely just because it's so family oriented it's just your girls and how much you know how much you love your life that's the impression i got from it so when i was just thinking mills a mummy and how proud you are of your girls as yeah, well really oh, comes across and i really want them to believe that they can actually they don't need to conform to what society think that we should all be um, and I'm so proud of the kids at the moment. Like they're going through just so much, yeah. so much. They're so resilient. And, um, and so, yeah, travel is a massive part of my life. Um, I spent a long time traveling. I, I used to teach scuba diving. So I was really fortunate that I traveled around the world. I met my husband, actually, he was doing the same thing. So we've both got it in our blood. It's both very much a, a, a kind of priority in our family to do adventures. Um, and so, yeah, we, we kind of, we live that lifestyle and actually having different businesses, I haven't worked for somebody since I was, I think it's 22. Yeah. And I'm 43. So quite a while. Brilliant. Yeah. Mm, um, going back though, to your life, just having a look, you know, it, you, I mean, like Liberty was saying, you look at your Insta roll, it looks absolutely amazing. Life looks, you know, great, but it hasn't always been like that, has it? You've no. had things that you've had to overcome. Do you want to take us through that? Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's interesting because it kind of that question of have you had, you know, things in life that you overcome? And I, I think everybody does. Um, some some people might have to deal with other things that others don't. But I really believe that everything is kind of 
I'm quite spiritual and I've only become spiritual in the last probably 10 years, but I really feel that you kind of get thrown things that you can handle. And, and that's kind of my, my philosophy on everything. I think, you know, we do hard things, we can handle it. Um, and I was very happy go lucky, very carefree, uh, living in London, had left uni, didn't have a clue what I was going to do, kind of fell into corporate. And when I say corporate, I mean, it was a corporate company. It was the Financial Times. Um, but I did add sales, which was kind of fun. Um, I was quite good at selling. I realized that, you know, selling was perhaps a niche that I should go into. But I didn't really like corporate. I was just like, Jesus, this is kind of an extension of school. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're getting uh, the <laughs> fun while you're working as well in that environment. Yeah, I just... Uh, I think I'm just a rebel. So, um, but I was, you know, bumbling along, living in London. And one night I got um, quite violently attacked walking home in Clapham. And that kind of threw a real spanner in the works because I just hadn't really ever experienced anything that was just so out of my control. Um, and it did definitely kind of rattle me. Um, for a good few months I stayed in London but I realized that I was getting like you know really bad anxiety if it was dark or didn't want to go certain places and I, I just thought how am I going to kind of get through this um and I did have help and that was great but I'd been traveling beforehand and I just thought you know what why don't I just I don't know if I can swear, sod off out of England. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm, I'm just going to go on a, an extended break. And I went back to a place in Thailand that I had visited a few years ago, a few years previously. And, um, and I just started scuba diving and just loved it. And I was like, oh, it's so nice. And what I didn't realize was all that breathing that I was doing underwater, like real belly breaths, was really healing my kind of trauma and come getting me out of fight and flight and kind of into rest and recovery. When I say rest, I was out really party. I, I was absolutely loving life, <laughs> loving life on a little island. And I thought, well, I'm just going to stay here. And so I stayed for a few years and I traveled around. And Oh, you and really stayed? You stayed for a few I years? I really did. Yeah, I really did. So um, I think it was just under four years that I um, wow. was sort of out of, out of, UK life um and you know it was a big deal it, it you know it definitely was a big deal but I don't think everybody has to go through trauma to 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 kind of find that they need to dig deep on things you know grief is a big one people face um divorce um you know there's so much that that kind of everyday uh, occurrences happen that really do make us face head on things that we might find challenging mm -hmm. um and so 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 yeah it was just it, it was definitely i look back now and i'm actually kind of pleased it happened in a weird way because it just changed the direction of my life and i'm a real yes person um and and so i was just like it, it just wasn't a big deal to, to leave i was just like yeah i'm just gonna go and do that and then it just became a lifestyle and then i came back to the uk but i knew i needed to just not do what i had previously been doing because it just wasn't going to serve my new lifestyle. It just, yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't even a consideration. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I think, you know, resilience plays a huge part in life. But I also think it plays a huge part in success in business. Um, and that's something when I'm coaching is, is I always look at resilience 
um, as being, and, and actually it's funny because I'm in an industry now that gets a lot of hate. Like, um, I don't know why coaching can get a little bit of like, oh, you're, you know, what is a life coach? You know, I, I will often hear that kind of, you, you almost are on the, 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 your defense straight away. Um, and then I also work with a brand Arbon, which is in an industry that's social selling, network marketing, multi-level marketing, and people literally hate it. And so why is that you think then? Like, Cause I, I get a bit skeptical cause I just don't know much about it though. Like, I know it's a funny one. I think if you're our age, I think there's that age old, like our parents talked about Ponzi schemes and yeah. you no, know, I don't know if you ever told, if you send a hundred pounds to someone in 10 years time, you'll be a millionaire and you might've done yeah. it. And like, I think people confuse people just go, Oh, it's multi-level marketing. Oh, it's a pyramid scheme. And I, I, at first I was like, what is a pyramid scheme? And I had to actually really, look into what a pyramid scheme was and I don't know why it's associated I, I genuinely do not know because I get paid to sell products which is what I was doing when I was selling ad space and mm-hmm. um, the only difference is is that as I as I help more and more people do it I get paid by Arbon to help them and so people go oh you have to be in the top to be successful well you don't at all you know you just literally don't um, you you just have to be. How does it work then when you first go into it? I'm, I'm interested because I watched a yeah. program on it. Um, yes, yeah, probably a BBC, yeah. no doubt. Good old BBC. Like, what does that mean? You know, they obviously pick the most negative guests to come. Of course, of course. So it's indirect selling. So essentially, how the business model works is you have a product. So right here, I've got an essential oil. Um, this essential oil, if it was to go into a shop, it would go through several stages of um, before it goes actually in the customer's hand. It has to go through transportation, advertising costs, um, PR, all the all the costs that get it to market. Because we don't, we're not sold in shops. A bit like ASOS, there are none of those costs. There are no middlemen. So, what happens is the company then pay sellers like you or me to sell the product and then we make commission on it. And that's the kind of basics of direct selling. Um, there are some huge, very famous direct selling companies, you know, like Avon, people always go, is it like Avon? Well, kind of, you know, but Avon is a, is a brand that helped women in, you know, around the kind of post-war time to, to build up build up lives and and okay it's moved on massively since then I own an online shop I own an online shop with an app and then anybody that I introduce to the business I help them they get paid on any sales they get and then I also get paid by Arbonne for helping them so I make extra money if I help other people mm-hmm. so, so people don't have to spend their own money to do it then well you do you you it costs 30 quid to sign up and you oh, get an app not like and a website pounds, yeah yeah um and then as a as a per as a as a as a distributor i get a big discount on products so i buy all my shampoo conditioners makeup from my own shop and i i get you know up to 50 percent off so you got millions like, of products in your bar it's like a costco card you go to costco you get you know you I get trade price why <laughs> so you get trade price and then if you want to share it, you share it. If you don't, you just got products at trade price. But I shared it because I love the products. Yeah. So I got really into it. I was like, I love the nutrition. I love the skincare. You know, my skin had had battering from like four years of living in a, in a very hot sun. Never used, just used a moisturizer. 
And that was probably on top of the makeup I'd slept in the night before. I'd never taken care of anything. Your skin um, is amazing, Mel. I mean, I can't tell you. I used to have like terrible skin. And I know if under ultraviolet light or whatever it is, I know that I would have terrible sun damage. I know I will. I mean, before I even lived abroad, I used to put like olive oil on my skin to get brown. It was just like ridiculous. <laughs> like now I know what that does. I'd be like, oh, no, don't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, so but I work going back, I work in an industry that does get a lot of criticism and that builds up resilience. And I think one of the reasons that I'm successful there is because I genuinely just don't give a shit what other people think. It's like if, if you want to think that I'm, you know, doing something that you don't agree with, well, that's cool. I'll respect you, but I'm just gonna carry on doing it because I enjoy it and I have to pay the bills. You're not gonna pay my bills. So Definitely. yeah. Yeah. But also, you, I like what you're saying um, as well. When we asked you the questions, like you have come overcome like dyslexia as well, haven't you? Yes. Um, yeah. I, oh, well, I don't know if I've overcome it. I've still definitely got it. Yeah, as in, like overcome. It's been a. It, yeah. It's definitely been a stumbling block, and and my daughter, my youngest daughter, has it, and I feel so strongly. Part of the reason why I do what I do is because. I struggled so much like, to do my GCSEs, then my A-levels, you know, I scraped through. I got into uni, like literally through a side door. I, I got in doing an HND, which meant have no degree, according to all my friends. Oh, I didn't God. Care. I literally, I didn't care. I was like, that's cool, I'm in. Um, and then I failed my first year, but I repeated a, a, an, an exam and I got into my second year. It was just always a struggle. And then when I came out, I was like, oh God, what, what am I going to be? Like, you know, and you've just got all these traditional careers that just weren't going to work for me. And so I think it's so important for, for anybody, but also for the kids to just know that you just don't have to do the things that are the traditional academia. You just don't need to do that. You can be super successful doing things that you love. And actually so many dyslexics are are entrepreneurs they're creative yeah. they just think differently um and and no, times have changed a lot really. oh i'm just doing a podcast <laughs> <laughs> my husband it's our wedding anniversary oh, my husband oh. just come in with like a massive <laughs> bunch of flowers <laughs> oh my god you've got an amazing husband too mm. sometimes <laughs> Oh, that was so cute. That's sweet. Happy anniversary. Thanks. <laughs> um, the thing about um, being dyslexic, I went on an amazing um, course. My son's 12 and he's, oh, he doesn't need to write a Christmas list anytime soon. Let's just say that. But um, he's a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes, but particularly at the moment. And um, I went on a course about preteens with this amazing woman and she said that the majority of people who work for her um, in her company which uh, goes out to all kinds of different organizations but mainly talking about le learning with children looking after children and um, sort of appealing to children whether you're trying to teach them life skills or teaching them about online um, safety whatever she said almost everyone who works in her office is dyslexic Really? And she said that that's not something that they did um, on purpose or with any um, uh, meaning, but when they were recruiting, the thing that they were looking for were people with excellent uh, people skills. Mm -hmm. And because people with dyslexia 
spend their lives coping and managing themselves to overcome, mm. they end up developing incredible people skills. And she says, it's just a pure coincidence. That's um, so interesting. Yeah, I found that so interesting. My son is not dyslexic, but my daughter goes to a dyslexic school and is yet, as yet undiagnosed. Um, but she does have, incre already has, I wouldn't say she's manipulative, but she's very, very good at... <laughs> Any situation you throw at her, she has her own spin on it. And she's incredibly good with other people. And the older she gets, it more so. Um, but she's a very emotionally switched on. And she's very, very good at taking care of herself and other people and just very sociable and so on. Whereas my son, who is much more sort of uh, academic, is much more withdrawn than she is. And it's so interesting to see the way they are managing their lives. But the thing about you saying about, I think as Kat was going to say as well, there's so many people who have incredible careers and they're dyslexic. You wouldn't, you know, there's this kind of thinking that if you're dyslexic, then, oh, you know, that's a shame. But it's an incredible strength. And I think it's, it's grown so much in terms of, people are much, much more accepting because it's just so much more widespread. Even mm. though it isn't, people were still as dyslexic as they are now. They just weren't being diagnosed. Right. Yeah. And so I, I fell into a funny, that our generation, it was okay, but like my parents' generation, our parents' generation, you, you, were, just, you were just stupid. That was that. You were. Yeah. You know. um, uh, my mum... <sighs> My mum, actually, she, she's a real, like, she's, she's a bit of a Daily Mail reader. Um, <laughs> but, but at the time, she was reading the Daily Mail. I must have been four or five, and she read about dyslexia. And so she said, that's what, that's what you've got. Well, she didn't say it to me, but she was like, that's what Camilla's got. And so she got me diagnosed really, really, really early on in my life, which was fantastic. But at the same time, I had to wear these like purple glasses. It was really awkward. I was at school. Teachers were like, uh, <laughs> this is one teacher. She was Scottish. She's like, eh, take your glasses off. And I was like, they're actually my dyslexic glasses. <laughs> and she genuinely thought that I was just being kind of, you know, a brat and, and you know, trying to, be naughty um oh. so it was a bit embarrassing walking around with these purple specks all the time but you know it shapes you <laughs> so, yeah your daughter goes through it at school how is it different for her experience? oh completely different i mean she has extra um you know like all these things in place so we every term they give her an assessment of what she what they would like her to have done by you know halfway through the term by the end of the term they take her out for things um, so they're very aware of it but I actually as much as I love the state system um, I do pay for an extra dyslexic teacher who is amazing and she has her once a week and has done since year two and she's been incredible really incredible um, so yeah I, I mean I think if you can and you've got a child who's dyslexic if you can get extra tuition it's it's so worth it mm. um especially if they're in state school because the thing with state school is that if you miss one little thing let's just say in mass if you miss yeah. how to you know start the fractions and you're like oh I didn't quite understand that then suddenly by week four you're like I, I, I don't I'm lost mm. and then yeah. you really always go back well not all <laughs> not always <laughs> so yeah. so yeah it's just that extra help 
So I want to talk about your coaching, actually, because I've attended one of your, a couple of your seminars. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I did a couple of webinars, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's really good. And I, what I love about you, actually, is that you, you're very natural when you present them. Um, and what I notice is that the audience that you have in, you know, the people that sign up for it, they're so comfortable with you. And I can see that they really... Oh, like they, I, I watched the closing comments and they're all like, God, I feel so much better. I didn't know that. This is good. I mean, I, I remember and that was the, when I first met you and I was like, wow, my God, you have an impact on people. People really have listened to you, you know, in this seminar. They feel much better, you know, and I think you, you're very good at kind of connecting to people, really opening up. You're very honest. Um, and I, you know, I, I would say to people, you know, just go go to one, actually, because you'll you'll see. And I was really taken back by people's reactions. But you're, you're very good at that. You obviously really enjoy it. Thank you. Um, I do. I don't I didn't. I really genuinely didn't think about doing it alongside uh, alongside what I was doing it's kind of like you know I've got a lot on um, and I don't take on a huge amount of clients um, because I think that it's important as well to have that balance in life and so I do like to you know be able to go for my run in the morning or you know pick the kids up from school and so um, but my coaching is the one thing that just keeps I don't know it's, it's just growing and so I'm, I'm, I, I like serving people but the thing that I really like doing is just and I say I breathe belief into women I, I do ha I did have a, one male guy that I worked with and I wouldn't say I won't work with men but I just find I have a better connection when I'm working with women and um, I, I just I love I love it when people come away and they're like do you know what I can do that and I'm, I am very honest and, and I will, you know, when someone says something to me, I'm, I'm not scared to kind of say, well, who gives a shit? You know, I will just call it how I see it, but I will also try and unwrap with them what it is that they are, you know, so, so many women, for example, are so worried about what everyone else thinks. That's mm -hmm. such a massive thing for people. And I don't know how I do it, but I think through my honesty and kind of, people just feel like they can I don't know relate to actually is it all that important and I think sometimes that's the biggest takeaway is you know who is it that you are trying to to to, to keep happy is it the, the the five people that might you know comment on what you're doing or is it you because you know even if you're married or you've got a partner they can't make you happy they can they can be alongside you when you, with your happiness, but but no person can make you happy. Only you can. And so when you're just crippled by other people's opinions, you're not being good enough. You just you're living in that all the time. And so it just has to come first of all from us. We just have to sort our own shit out before we can do anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's what I kind of like working with women who do that and then eventually after a few sessions they're like god damn it this is this is great this is where i want to, this is how i want to feel and someone once asked me how do you measure success and, and i genuinely don't think it's just about how much you earn i mean yes of course we you know well i certainly want to be like you know miss money bags can buy anything <laughs> however that doesn't always bring about you know success shouldn't in my opinion be measured by finance or, or or status it should just be how how happy are you do you wake up and think cool it's 
another day? Or do you wake up and think, oh, fuck's sake, here we go again. And I think if you fall in that bracket, then working on yourself is the only way that you're going to get out of it. That nothing else is going to, is going to help you. It just has to come from you. It's very interesting, actually, because I coach as well. And I've, I was trying to lessen clients. Now I've got more because of lockdown. But a lot of my clients have got to a point where, you know, they've been a mum for a while. They haven't done anything for a bit. Um, and actually, they've, they're sort of looking in the mirror going, you know, uh, I don't know what's going on. There's point parts of me now that in, it's been so magnified in lockdown that you know it's all just a bit too much and actually what 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 is it what what's going what's going on with me you know like um and a lot of them want to had really good jobs previously you know like had come from some sort of corporate background or whatever and now they don't want to do that anymore but they don't know how they're struggling with the transition 10 years later because they've been a mum so they the confidence is it's all about confidence isn't it and I find I'm helping people get back to that but I'm meeting a lot of women who are just like and I'm like, but you used to be this. What happened? What happened in that 10 years? And, you know, that's the bit that we're working through because it's, it takes work. It takes practice, doesn't it? Completely. And I think we get lost so much in, in what is our purpose? Why are we here? We're not just mums. You know, and there's so many women that say, oh, I'm just a mum. It's like, Jesus, like motherhood is not easy, as we know. But... I think sometimes those women who have been uber successful were defined by their job. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're finding it difficult because they're like, now what? Now where am I? I don't have that. And that's where they're lost. And so I think it's about trying to find that. What is it that lights you up? And I've had clients who I've just said, what do you like doing? And they burst into tears and they're like, I, don't, I, I literally don't know. I do not know what I like anymore. And I think if you can just find one thing that, that you enjoy that, 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 you know, it is about being lit up, what lights you up anymore? And, and finding that is, is starting the steps and the process to going, okay, cool. I now know, you know, what I want to do. Yeah. And it's, it's a long journey. I think, um, I think people forget to congratulate themselves on the minutiae of life because I'm someone who's struggled and I still struggle with my mental health. And I, um, I think it's a combination of things that I've, I've been through um, that I haven't dealt with in the past that have put me where I am. It's very easy for me to lean back on those things and say, oh, but this happened. Um, but that's not what I want to do. So I sort of, it's a fluid thing where, I, you know, I've been medicated for it and I haven't. And, um, but what I, my default position is here in the safety of my house, on the sofa with my dogs. And that's, you know, where I feel safe, but that's not where I thrive. My thriving position is, um, let's say, uh, with cat working out of my house with friends, but those are the things that I find hard to do. But when I do do them, the reward is, is massive. I mean, but some days just getting up, having a shower, getting dressed are the things I think, yes, I'm up and I've, you know, it's easy to get out of bed and just chuck on my, my gym get kit and then get to the evening and think, oh God, I haven't had a shower today. But that doesn't make me feel that's disgusting, first of all. <laughs> all um, right, I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. <laughs> um, but I think, 
I think it's easy to like, I've had my daughter home for two weeks and I've kind of been feeling quite down about that. Um, as soon as she went to school this morning, she was like, why are you so happy? But I knew that I could start my own little routine again that gets me, lockdown is crap, but I just sort of, like the other night I said to my husband, I'm not, you know, I'm not actually missing that much. And then last night I burst into tears and I was like, I miss everybody. <laughs> and he was like, Jesus, make your mind up. And I think what I miss is those little things that reward me and make me feel like you're, you're doing this and this is good. And, and, you know, I don't, people say, do you want to go for a walk with a dog? And I think, Oh my God, no, are we allowed? Uh, uh, but I know if I go and I make the effort and I, and I do those, it's just, just a dog walk and, and it's with another person. I think, what if I'm boring? What if I don't have anything to talk about? What if they, but those little things set me off on the right, you know, on the right, ladder for that day and I think people some people find them really easy to do I remember looking at other people and thinking why does she find it so easy to have a dinner party why does she find it so easy to have people run to her house or but I think we forget that those things that can be meaningful and and should be applauded and are all part of of making yourself feel better definitely they work for me but I do have to push myself to do them I think when you know what's good for you and you still don't do it, it's something that you need to try and address. And that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. It's a really good point. And I, I think as well as that our default is to just think of the negative things that have happened that day. And it takes work and awareness to go, actually, do you know what? There have been five other really good things that happened. There might have been one yeah. or two crap things. Do I want to put my energy into the crap things or do I want to put my energy into what went well? And, and I think energy is just something that I, I wish I'd understood more when I was younger. Um, and actually when you were chatting at the beginning, when you're like, am I attracting all these things, mm. all these, you know, you've had a bad week and am I attracting all these things? I, I, there's an element that I would say you might be, mm. but just work out what is it, what's the story that you keep saying and just see if, mm. if you can shift that a little bit, because we do attract things into our lives, um, good and bad. Um, it doesn't mean that when you had something that's terrible, it's your fault. That's not it at all. But but there's just having an awareness of like, right, what is it that makes me feel good? And what is it that makes me feel shit? I'll go for the things that make me feel good. So I will go on that walk. I will do that because energetically that's going to lift shift me up the vibration scale and I'm going to feel better. And mm. so as long as we're aware of that and, and very few people are, like very few people are, they're just like, oh shit, I feel like shit. I'm just gonna, you know. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I know with Liberty actually, because when you know, I've known Liberty a while now actually. And when she when we are allowed to work together, you know, the energy that she brings to the table is amazing. And it is Liberty. You just when you're working, yes. it comes through. Because when I first met Liberty, she wasn't you weren't working, were you? You hadn't been. And no. I just went up to her and I was like, Look, do you wanna come and work with me? <laughs> the best thing ever like, it took her a while to come around she was like why why do you want to work with me and I was like I don't know you look like you're quite fun <laughs> well but once she was in there and once we'd done this a few times and done other bits and pieces together um Mills is absolutely right your energy was just like it just goes you know like really you can see it fly up the, the thing is, then she'll go home and she'll have a week where she hasn't seen us and then it will just come back down again. But what I'd say is when Liberty remembers how much fun she's had, 
you know, it, it just, honestly, it just oozes out of her. You yeah. should do like a little, you know, at the end of the day, just write down three really things that you were like, you know, I bossed that today. I'm really proud of myself on that. You know, that worked. And just, yeah. just those are the kind of little small shifts. And you, you probably, you know, you might even do that. But anyone who's listening, those kind of little things sound stupid sort of stupid and like oh that's not probably not going to work but yeah. it does it just does it shifts you um so would that be it, it i know that there are loads of people like me my mum's just like me and her bed is her favorite place and it's a place to hide and um this is all a good excuse to stay indoors and and to say oh well i've eaten that now i might as well eat that and mm-hmm. oh, well, i've watched an episode i'll stick another episode oh i don't really need to do anything today i'll just I'll just stay here. But I'm sure that there are tons of people like me um, who could do with a few tips, I guess. So would you say journaling is a really good one? Even if you write, what, like three sentences, today I walk the dogs. Yeah, just three things that worked. Um, There are so many little things, and I'm actually on my Insta at the moment. I'm doing a everyday little tip on how to reduce anxiety. Um, and they can be, do you know, like one of my favorite things that is when I'm feeling, um, a little bit ick, is to have a hairband around your wrist and just ping it because what it does is it sends like a little, um, shockwave to your brain to just jolt you out of that going down the rabbit hole. Um, and that's just a really simple one, but it's remembering to do it. That's the thing. There are so many little things that, that, um, that, I, I call it like a toolbox. I've got like a, a, a toolbox with loads of tools in there and it's just knowing which one to do. Using your senses is amazing. Like, um, you know, look for five things, listen to four things, touch three oh, yeah. things. You know, all of a sudden, you're taking your awareness out of this. Everything's wrong. Everything's, you know, I'm locked down. We're never going to work again. You know, all the things that we're all telling ourselves right now gets us into that state of like, shit, I, I'm feeling you know, totally useless and crap. And I just want to go and, you know, curl under the duvet. Yeah. Just think of doing, okay, cool. Well, actually I can see a beautiful bunch of flowers. I've got, you know, and just point to five things in the room and then listen to four things. And you've, you've just changed that whole vibration and changed that almost like journey. It's like just going, getting to a crossroads and turning right instead of, you know, going left, which, you know, goes down, you know, down Doomsville. Um, Mm smelling things you know just there's so many things that can just adjust us but i think if you are prone to think of negative things then definitely finding two or three good things that happen and they don't need to be monumental they can just be a cooked dinner that was delicious or I had a shower <laughs> yeah <laughs> i haven't showered today either i i came in for a run did some dry shampoo and then <laughs> i'm really glad we're not sitting together all of us yeah exactly. <laughs> i like i'm going back earlier and i think because i think meditation is a good thing and breathing like you were saying earlier and you were saying um about the diving yes and interestingly last week i was reading about how a lot of meditation experts will go to divers to to, to speak to them about breathing and they will try it out you know because it's really from it's about your diaphragm about breathing through your belly and actually a lot of people were saying before they did diving, they, they weren't breathing properly. Yeah, or, or even just it's, it's so many people breathe up through their chest, which is just not correct. So you want to make sure that when you're breathing, your belly goes out as you breathe 
as you breathe in, you kind of, you know, your belly expands. Um, and the reason that when you breathe properly, it sends millions of signals to your cells. Basically, it's like a cuddle for your cells. And it's just saying, we're all good. Everything's okay. Slow down, calm down. And that helps us to, to, to go from fight or flight into rest and recovery. But if you're breathing when it's shallow, which literally, I think it's like, I think the percentage I read was like 94 or 95% of humans breathe that way. They just don't realize then you're not doing, you're not sending those signals to yourself. So you're not, you're staying in fight or flight, which is such a stressful place to be for our immune system um, and, and for just our general well-being. And that's why I find so... too quickly as well, don't we? Which is... And too quickly, like even talking about... Your lifespan as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's lots of little tricks. Um, and actually, one of my clients at the moment says that she gets panic. She gets, starts getting, pa- not panic attacks, but panicky with the thought of meditation because the thought of breathing. And she's like, I can't breathe properly. I just breathe up here. So we focus for like two weeks of like listening to meditation music or guided meditation. Like I love Deepak Chopra. In fact, she said to me, his voice is like honey. And I totally agree. It's just oh, amazing. yeah. It's just listening to it, just having that distraction of not thinking about what you're meant to be doing and just practice on your breathing. But I meditate every morning. I meditate. I have a little miracle morning group. There's well on a good day there's maybe eight of us and on a not so good day there's like four and we just meet at 6 30 on zoom and we do a meditation that's a guided meditation and this morning we listen to some chanting and then it sort of sets your day in a really great way it's just rather than that reach straight for your phone scrolling through all the you know crap that we have a group of friends that you all do that together or yeah it's a group of it's a group of um there's a group of us that are we actually all do arbon so we're kind of friends through arbon um but i anyone's welcome there's no there's no business chat it's just literally it's just a a morning meditation and when you meditate together that this it's stronger and you've, you've got everybody's like that's a nice commitment to each other as well, isn't it? Nice to sort of have that. Really nice. Yeah. Really nice. It's, um, yeah. again, you know, five years ago, I've never done this, still sleeping in my makeup, just about peeling myself off the pillow. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> like, I've definitely grown in my, in my kind of commitment to well-being. That's probably the best way to say it. Yeah. I wonder if breathing's got something to do with not just Arbonne, but also to do with your skin. Because I remember one of our um, <laughs> uh, panel members, Mandy, who has, Mandy Panava does amazing meditations and so on. But she said that she had clients, and particularly men, who started coming to her classes and they were like furrowed and all screwed up looking. And she said within a few weeks, a few sessions, they their physical appearance was different, where they had started to... Um, just changing their whole demeanor was different and they would you know oh I love this class Mandy thank you so much you know learning to relax and and she said and they looked completely different because you know breathing was giving them youth yeah they were actually aging super fast because they were just damaging themselves yes kind of lack of oxygen and and, and their little huts yeah absolutely if your body's constantly fighting fighting and your skin is your biggest organ i think diet has a huge huge role to play as well um 
alcohol. I don't drink much alcohol. Um, I used to, but I just don't anymore. But and I think I think what we what we feed ourselves is just so 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 crucial to well being, um, yeah. which is what I'm quite angry at the moment about the whole um, dreaded COVID word. But there's been no real talk from mainstream. There is, if you dig, there's loads of people talking about it. But it's like, why don't we teach people now, right now, how to you know feed themselves well, feed themselves well on a budget you know, what they can do to protect their immune system as much as possible. Like I have not been to the doctor for years and years and years. And the reason being is just because I just do like loads of holistic things that, you know, my husband's always like, now what are you doing? <laughs> but but <laughs> I haven't been ill, touch wood. Yeah. I haven't been ill. I just, I'm healthy. And it's, you know, yeah, some of it's quite kooky, but it works. It works. <laughs> you look. You do look amazing. You are glowing. Oh, thank um, you. And I like the way actually what you're talking about now because we were talking about this earlier, weren't we, with the whole vaccine and everything, and <sighs> just another way people are looking for. I mean, you know, you were saying Liberty, you had a conversation with your husband, and you two are very different points of view on it. Yeah, he was just like it was actually when I cried last night, and 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 he, I said I just. I really miss my mom. I miss my brothers in New York. Uh, my sister sent me a video and it was a, a second of her daughter's life who's just turned one. A second of her life. She videoed it every day for whatever, but she took a Aww. second of every day. So it was a, a, this like, what's that? 365 seconds, yeah, of, 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 of my niece. Um, and I think I was in it three times and it, and it really struck me. And I said to James, this is so sad. And he went, Oh, don't worry, because the vaccine's coming out soon. And I was just like, what? And he went, well, when the vaccine comes out, well, everything will be fine and you can get it. And I was like, is that, that, I just, it, it, we, well, we had a massive argument about it. <laughs> and I was like, are you just going to go and get that? We've all had COVID as well in our house um, a couple of months ago. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go and get it. Mum and dad can get it. Your mum can get it. Your dad can get it. And I was just like, I just, uh, you're very trusting. You're very trusting. I was like, they've messed everything else up. So you're just going to go and let them put a bloody needle in your arm and pump you full of, who knows what it is? I just, it, very different, very different. And Kat, you kind of were thinking the same. Like, I'm thinking the same. I'm we're all on the same page. I'm <laughs> not interested. I'm just like, what? Why? You know, and I go back to your point, actually, Mills. It's like, why aren't we being told to just look after ourselves? It's interesting because I spoke to my dad like a few months ago and he came over and he was like, he was like, oh, because he has to shield because he's got COPD. Um, but he was like, oh, but it'll all be good soon because we can get vaccinated. I was like, are you joking? I was like, why don't you just drink more water and eat more vegetables and then you'll be good? You know, like figure out the ways that you can look after yourself. It's really irritating, again, that people are like, I understand people's sense of urgency with this. I understand people, there's a lot of sadness. The mainstream media are poking a lot in our faces. And obviously, you know, I know people who've been for it i.e. liberty but kind of like in terms of even talking to you i'm just a bit like you've got to look after yourself first you cannot go out and get a magic pill this is not a magic pill situation no yeah. it's an emotive subject isn't it and it's very difficult and it's divisive and that's the, the, the that's oh yeah and it's completely doing that to people isn't it completely. you know at some point where it's hard to have conversations 
It is. And I mean, even yesterday, do you know what? I just unfollowed someone on Facebook because I just, I can't be bothered to just have such a massively different opinion that I just don't actually want to see her opinion. So I was like, I'll just unfollow. She doesn't need to know that I've, you know, I'm not defending her. I just, I just can't be bothered. But the, the drama that goes with it as well is like that and the stress is really bad for your, your immune system so it's like yeah it's just we're on this hamster wheel that I just it's it's stressful that's all it is is it's stressful and I just hope soon that there are some incredible people who are speaking up and talking about alternative ways to deal with this and alternative ways to keep yourself healthy. And I just hope that their voice is heard. And, and I've got a business coach myself and she always says, you know, say what you say, what you want and mean and and believe, even if it makes your voice shake. And I just think that's how I've got to just be. It's like, just, it might rub some people up the wrong way. It might be a different belief, but I truly believe it. And so that's my truth. And, well, that's, that's when you're being authentic, isn't it? And that's the most important thing. Yeah. I think the problem with it is, is that, you know, partly this, it's not an argument, but it's turning into an argument. Um, and people are being told, you know, like people are camping down and people, you know, we're not allowed to say things on certain social platforms now. Know, getting, that's bizarre, isn't it? Things that aren't even that bad are being removed. Um, no. I think also the fact that they're saying, well, if you don't take a vaccine, you'll never be able to travel again because you won't be able to get on a plane. You know, all of those things. It's like, is it really going to be that bad? Why can't you just get tested at an airport to see if you've got it and then go through? I don't understand why we can't just do that. No. I know. Oh, that's anyway. crazy. Do you want to get yeah. into it? <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to mention the C word. <laughs> just gets everyone all... <laughs> And it's just like, come on, answer some of the questions properly. And instead it's like, don't you care about people dying? Yes, I do care about people dying. People die all the time. But surely if actually you wanted to have a good long life, eat well, drink well, look after your mind well, you know, be less stressed. I don't know. Could we, could we not try those steps first? Exactly. Yeah. Enough. Go back to Rex and Football Club, what we're we talking about. <laughs> oh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. See, I've got a new obsession in that. Have you watched The Fall? Oh, my God. Jamie yeah. Dornan. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. I'm actually, do you know what? I'm torn. I also think Gillian Anderson. I mean, she's just amazing. <laughs> oh, she's Both of them. Really- yeah, no, it was, it was, um, that's, that was, that's been my one lockdown, because uh, I've watched a lot of crap. I do watch a lot of crap on TV. Um, and uh, that was the, the best thing that came out of lockdown was the fall. <laughs> Netflix puts you in though, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it does. Because <laughs> I just end up watching episode after episode after episode. Hey. <laughs> in the morning and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, why am I still sitting here? <laughs> and that's why we don't shower. <laughs> exactly. Um, I love talking to you and I always love talking to you. Um, you. I also love and I encourage people to go to your seminars to turn up and especially as you're doing them online they are really good and actually I feel like women get a lot of goodness out of you, a lot of good advice out of you and it it is genuine actually is what I'm going to say. Where can people find you? Um I Mills underscore gray is my Insta. That's probably the one that I'm most on. Um, too much. <laughs> uh, but um, hello at millsgray.com is my email and millsgray.com is my website. 
And so, yeah, find me, find me, connect. I'm always happy to do any form of collab or anything really. I just, I think it's super important for women to build each other up and not see each other as competition or see each other, you know, I, I think that comes from a place of lack. And I think there's so much that we can have that what, you know, Kat, you're a coach, I'm a coach, you know, it doesn't mean that we can't do things, you know, it doesn't mean that one client for me and one client, it just doesn't work like that. It's like, so always, always open to connect with anybody. So come say hi. Hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed nattering with you. I feel really bad that I literally was like to my husband, get out, do a podcast. And he's like there with his massive bunch of flowers. <laughs> he's like, but I love you. <laughs> and happy wedding anniversary. Thank you, you. Thank you. Celebration indoors. Yep. 13 years. We might have a nice dinner. <laughs> uh, have a lovely time. We'll probably have a family row. <laughs> There's try no not to on your anniversary. We'll try not to on our anniversary, but you know, everyone's a bit sick of everyone, aren't they? <laughs> oh yeah, they sure are. <laughs> um, thanks so much for coming thank on. You so much. Thank really you, Mills. Find you as well. Yeah. Um, look you up, and they can find you on LinkedIn as well, can't they? That's yes, I can. I'm Mills Gray on LinkedIn as well, and that's where they can find out a lot about your. Um, yes, webinars. so the webinars I always advertise through LinkedIn. Um, I do free clarity calls if anybody is interested in coaching but doesn't really know whether they'd be a fit with. I think it's really important to be the right fit. I do like a little free, free 40-minute session. So if you'd like one, please just contact me. Brilliant. It'd be lovely. Thank you so much, Mills. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank, Thank you. you. See you soon. Bye.